This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here, founder of Relatable. I am so excited about this podcast episode. So I have been super busy planning the three-day Renew Retreat, and I am just so excited for all of the activities and all of the things that I have in store for the women that will be joining me. And I was sitting today just spending some time thinking about the retreat and thinking about all of the concepts and the coaching tools and the strategies I'm going to be sharing with them that really will be game changers in their life. And I remember when I first learned some of these things, it was just like the line in the sand had been drawn that I could never return to thinking the way I had been thinking in the past. And it was just the most liberating and eye-opening experience when what you've always thought to be the way things work is not it at all. That you get to sort of erase everything you think you know and everything you think you've been seeing and experiencing and create something entirely new and dramatically better. And I'm so excited about the work that I get to do as a coach because it's all about empowerment. And I think, you know, as women in particular, we are so often just at the whims of our life, right? We have so many things coming at us, so many responsibilities, We are so focused on what other people need from us that we don't ever really ask the question of like, what do I need from myself right now? Like, what am I requiring of myself for myself? And as a coach, so much of my work is just putting you back in your rightful place of power within your life right? Like when you really think about who you are, like God has given you his power. It's almost like, you know, he has like transferred into your body a part of him. And it's your job to one, recognize that you have the power of God within you and to use it right? He's already given you permission to use it. But as women, so often we wait for permission to do things, right? We wait for permission to um, invest in ourselves. We wait for permission to take care of ourselves 
in the way we know we need to be taken care of. And a lot of times I think we tell ourselves that we can't do it, right? I can't take the time to do that or I can't find the money to do that or I can't, you know, do that because, you know, my husband doesn't see the value. And what I really want you to think about is, is that really true? Is it honestly that you can't do it or that you just don't want to do it, that you don't see the value in doing it, that you're not willing to put forth the effort to do it? There's a big difference. And this was a question that came up for me and some things that I had been telling myself that I couldn't do. And it's just never true, right? Like God has already told us that nothing is impossible. Like nothing is impossible for us. So to tell yourself that you can't do something is literally a bold-faced lie. It is within your power to do it. Now, if you want to do it, if you're motivated enough to do it, if you're committed enough to do it, that is an entirely different question that's going to get you an entirely different answer. But you have to be asking yourself the right question in the first place. So, you know, I've been thinking about the transformation that I want to take place for these women on this retreat. And it really is being in a place of always asking, always investigating, like, what do I need of myself? How can I show up as my best? How can I operate from a place of full power, of full love, of my highest self? Like, how can I do that on a continual basis? How can I go after my dreams? How can I create all the love that I want to experience in my marriage? Because here's the thing, like, it's available to you. Everything you want is available to you. You just have to get out of your own way to get it. And one of the ways I believe that we so often get in our own way is by lack of control of our emotions and by allowing ourselves to feel bad, to think bad, to act bad, right? We are consumed with what's not working. We're consumed with what we're doing wrong. We're consumed with all that's falling apart within ourselves and within our lives, And so this podcast is definitely for the woman who finds herself just not feeling great, just not feeling great about herself, just not feeling great about her life, just not feeling great about much of anything. Now on the outside, right? On the outside, if this is you, like no one would really know it (laughs) because you look good. Like you have nice clothes, you keep yourself together, you have a smile on your face, you're posting on Facebook with all the wonderful highlights of your life. But no one knows, you know, the stress, the anxiety, the upset, the frustration, the overwhelm. That is really your life, right? And you don't get the opportunity to sort of take the mask off and let people see who you really are because you're afraid they're going to judge you, you're afraid they're going to criticize you. But the truth of the matter is, and I learned this a long time ago, is that everyone's wearing a mask. Everyone has something that they are struggling with. Everyone has something that is weighing them down. Everyone has something that they don't really know how to work through. 
And I'm so proud of my clients and I'm so proud of the women that have already said yes to this retreat because they're going to get an answer. And it's not that I'm going to give them the answer, but it's really that the answer is already within. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to help them get out of their own way so they can get the answer they've been looking for in any area of their life, in their marriage, in their purpose, in their sense of identity, in fulfillment and contentment and just being happy. And so it's with that lens, right? I think about all of you who maybe can't go on the retreat, right? I'm smiling when I say that because I just said a minute ago, it's never that you can't. It's that maybe you don't want to, maybe you're not willing to do what you need to do to get there, whatever that looks like for you, right? So for all of you who will not be on the retreat, and if you want to be on this retreat, I can get you in. (laughs) I know the person in charge of it, so I can definitely get you in the retreat. Um, But for all of you that may not make that decision, that may not take that action in your life, that may not do what you need to do to be there and get this transformation in person over the course of three days. I want to provide you with just a little bit of what I feel is so important for everyone to know, right? So as I think about the topic for today of how to feel better, this is one of those things that I feel is just universal for everyone because everyone is going to have a bad day. Everyone is going to have a moment in time where they're not feeling great, where they're not thinking great, when they're not being great. And so I want to tell you and show you a five-step process for how to feel better no matter what it is. And the first thing that I want to say is that you have to really understand what's the matter in the first place. Now, a lot of times we react to trigger situations in our lives, but we're not really looking at what it is that's truly causing us to have a negative reaction. So case in point for me, you know, I think about my two children. They're currently two and four. They will be three and five very soon. But there are many moments throughout the day when they can trigger me, right? They're having a tantrum. They're screaming and yelling and fighting with each other. They are whining and complaining. They are not listening and obeying, right? And so there are times when those things happen and I'm like totally cool with it. I'm patient. I'm understanding. I'm like in the A plus parent mode, right? And then there are other times when I think I might lose it. (laughs) Yes, me. I do have those thoughts, right? I know what to do with them when I recognize them. And that's the thing. So I know what to do with them when I recognize them. And what I find is that in those moments where they're doing the same thing that they normally do all the time, but that I'm having a very different reaction, I know the answer is always me and never them. And so in those moments when I find myself incredibly frustrated and losing patience, I don't ask myself, why are they doing that? I don't look for the answer to be outside of myself, but I look for the answer to be within myself. And I just ask myself, like, what's really the matter? Like, what's really wrong? 
And I do it with compassion and love. And sometimes I'll hear myself asking myself, like, what's the matter, love? Like, what's the matter? Isn't that a beautiful question? And so when I ask myself, like, what's the matter? I realize nine times out of ten that I'm, like, stressed out and worrying about something. That maybe something has just gone wrong. And it's not really the kids. It's not really my husband, but it's me and my interaction with the circumstances of my life. And so when I can recognize that, I can choose to respond differently and I can choose to work through my thinking in a different way that produces a different feeling and a different emotion within me. And then I can access peace and calm and A plus parenting again. And so the first step for you, too, is to just ask yourself, like, what's really the matter? Because the truth of it is it's never what you think it is. It's never that your husband is doing something wrong. It's never that he is saying certain things or treating you a certain way. It's always something else. It's always what it brings up for you right? So maybe what it really is, is it's just bringing up a sense of rejection, or it's bringing up a fear of abandonment, or it's bringing up, you know, those times from your past when you felt dismissed and disregarded and someone didn't meet an emotional need and make you feel um, validated. And so on the surface, right, he may have said the thing or he may have done the thing, But that's never really what it is, that the things that happen in our lives, those circumstances just reveal to us something else that really is the core of what's the matter. And so you have to be able to have the skills to identify what's truly and really the matter, because that's where your work is, not in changing the circumstance, but changing in how you relate to it. The second step in this process is really investigating, like, what are you making it mean, right? So case in point, another example, this morning, my daughter is crying for, like, very small things, right? And she's just in an emotional state this morning, and she's crying over everything. And when I felt myself getting a little frustrated, I realized that I was interpreting and making her crying mean something was going wrong, that she was being and showing up in a way that she should not be being or showing up. But I chose to change it, right? Because I asked myself, I'm like, why am I getting upset about this? Like, what am I making it mean? And so I realized that all I had to do to change how I was feeling was change the meaning I was assigning that particular situation. And so instead of saying she shouldn't be crying about that, I just decided to say, of course, she's upset. Of course, this is disappointing to her. Of course, this is frustrating to her. And I made it mean nothing bad. It was completely neutral. Like, oh, yeah, this is what she's doing right now. Nothing's gone wrong. Nothing's wrong with her. Nothing's even wrong with me. 
And so I chose to give it a different meaning. And I want you to think about a situation in your own life or marriage. Like, what have you been making it mean? Have you been making it mean that you're a bad person? Have you been making it mean that you're undesirable or unattractive or, you know, that your husband doesn't love you? Have you made it mean that your marriage is falling apart and and things will never get better? And if you have been like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you tell yourself those things? And I know you're going to tell me right now that you tell yourself those things because you actually believe they are true, but they're never true. Because you can give meaning in any direction you choose. Our brains are just trained to give meaning in the negative light. But you could see any situation in a more positive perspective. One of the things a lot of women come to me for is betrayal in their relationship in some way, shape, or form, whether it's actual infidelity or um, maybe someone had an inappropriate conversation. Um, And so a lot of times they see that as like the worst thing that could ever happen. Now, I'm not excusing the choices that someone might make that violate the vows they committed to. I'm not doing that at all. But I do feel that in the instance where you know, the wife wants to maintain the marriage, that seeing that incident as indication that their husband doesn't love them and that their marriage is doomed and that it's the worst thing that could ever happen to them. That kind of thinking and assigning that meaning will never serve her in what she really wants. So if what she wants is a restored, happy and healthy and successful marriage, then thinking this is the worst thing that could ever happen is in direct opposition to that. And so instead, we have to look for the good. We have to assign meaning like maybe this had to happen so that we could work on the issues that were there before in the first place. Maybe this had to happen so that I could see how strong I am and not be so interdependent on my husband, but to really, you know, work on myself and see myself as a worthy, valuable person in and of myself, right? So you have to look like, what are you making it mean? If you're feeling bad and you're feeling awful about a particular circumstance in your life, what are you making it mean? And can you make it mean something else that doesn't cause you to suffer? Okay. Number three, Number three is the fun part of this, and coaching is actually fun. I was talking to one of my clients today, and I was telling her, I was like, this is so fun, right? And she agreed with me. And the funny thing is that coaching in some ways is like dreaming. It's dreaming with intention. And so by this third step, when I, when I say to you, how do you want to feel instead? That's your moment to dream. That's your moment to think about if you had a choice of all the emotions in the world, which one would you want to feel? Is it love? Is it excitement? Is it giddiness? Is it exhilaration? Is it peace? Is it calm? Is it fulfillment? That's fun, right? Isn't that fun to think about like, hmm. If Dr. Siobhan like came to me and was like, hey, what emotion do you want to feel today? Like I have it for you in abundance. What would you pick? Happy? I'd pick 
happy. I probably, most of the time, the emotion that I want to feel is genuinely happy. And so I want you to think about that when you're feeling bad. Imagine we're in like a drive through and I'm like there like, hey, what is it that you want? Because we got it all. Right? And you choose the emotion you want to feel. You set your mind on that. You see it on the menu. You see it on the platter. And that's the one you pick. And so step four is after you have picked your emotion is to begin to ask yourself, what would I have to start believing on purpose in order to experience this emotion? What would I have to start believing on purpose in order to experience this emotion? And so the reason that that's an important question to ask is because here's what's happening. You have a circumstance in your life, you have a situation, and by default, with your old ingrained thinking, you respond a certain way. And so that is sort of like unintentional, meaning it's just what happens. It's just what it is. You can't, you're not even like, knowing that you have a different way of being. And so that is something where it's like, I like to describe it as sort of like if you were to leave a small child at home by him or herself, like you come back and like, they just do what they do, right? And it's a mess in there. And same with your thinking. When you don't think on purpose, it just goes here and there and everywhere And nine times out of 10, the here, there, and everywhere is nothing that's helpful to you. Our brains are naturally inclined to think negatively. And so in this step, which is step four, again, you have to get in the habit of thinking on purpose. I am so excited for, you know, at the retreat, we are going to have time to like consciously do this together. I'm going to share with them exactly the thoughts I personally think on purpose about my marriage, about my life, about my career, about myself. It's fascinating and it's so fun. So I want you too to start now to get in the habit of thinking on purpose. So if the emotion you want to feel is genuinely happy, if the emotion you want to feel is peace, contentment, hope, what thoughts go with that, right? You're just matching your thoughts to the emotion that you want to feel. And so write them out. Talk to yourself with those thoughts. Use those thoughts as the basis for what you decide to think on purpose. That will get you feeling better instantly. And then the last thing, because I'm a coach and because as a coach, my job is to inspire you to take action. The fifth step of this process of how to feel better is to take a step in the direction that you want to go. So if, for example, you really want to improve communication with your husband, or you really wanna have a stronger connection with your husband, but right now you're not feeling good. 
right? You go through all these steps. You identify what's really the matter. You uncover what you are making it mean. You decide how you want to feel instead. And you begin to think the thoughts that you need to think on purpose. Then you should be in a better state to take positive action that's going to get you the result of better communication or a stronger connection. That may mean you send him a text message. That may mean you plan a date night. That may mean you have uninterrupted conversation with each other. The action at that point will be super easy because you're already in the right frame of mind. You're already in the right mindset. If it's your kids, once you're thinking better thoughts, what's the one step you can take to show up as the parent that you want to be? Right? So that's what I have for you today. I hope you can feel my excitement and my enthusiasm because if you really apply this stuff, like if you really see it and test it out, you will see how like in many ways, this is all you need to know. That you never have to spend an entire day crying. You never have to spend an entire day in despair. You never have to spend an entire day upset and frustrated and angry and resentful. Because any moment you choose, you can implement these five steps and feel better right away. Your emotions are just a function of what you are thinking, what you are believing, what you are making something mean. And the moment you have the skills to know how to shift those all the time in any situation, you can start feeling better right away. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited um, that you've Listen to this podcast, listen to it again, apply these steps again, take it through many situations in your life and see what a difference it makes. All right, bye for now. I'll be back with you next week. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.